What's Shaken Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass on brand is gravity. To drop these value bombs, I have brought Paul J. Daly on the mic. Paul is the founder and CEO of Congruence and the host of the Clarity Compressed podcast. After the acquisition of his first business, he is focused on empowering others to connect with their audience through his brand first approach. And Fire Nation brand is so key. So we're going to be talking about how to define brands, what brand beats the hacks actually means, where you should start when you're building your brand, and the KPIs a business should be measuring, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsors. Save time, money, and get organized with QuickBooks Online. Right now, you can save 60% or more on QuickBooks Online when you visit quickbooks.com slash fire. This special offer for Fire Nation won't be available for long, so be sure to visit quickbooks.com slash fire today. Hiring can be a challenge, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple and smart. That place, Zip Recruiter, where you can go to connect with qualified candidates. And right now you can try Zip Recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. Paul, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. It is my honor to say what is up yes. to my brothers and sisters in the Fire Nation. Um, yeah, something interesting. Uh, so, okay, I, I did think about this question because I always <laughs> enjoy this. is one of my favorite parts of the podcast, actually, oh, wow. when you hear what people what people come up with. And so, like, I just going to share something that some people might know, but I think that splitting wood that is like with an axe and wood on the ground outside. I think splitting wood is maybe the ultimate activity uh, for an entrepreneur. It's one of my favorite things to do. It, it's cardio. It requires enough concentration that you don't you know, chop your foot off. Um, <laughs> every piece of wood is a little different. And frankly, it's what it feels like to be an entrepreneur most of the time as you're just splitting and splitting and splitting. And you know, every once in a while, you make a fire. So um, that's probably my little tidbit. There's a great book on it, by the way. Wow. It's, it's total... A nerd wood splitting book, but it's really well written. It's called Norwegian Wood by a guy named Lars. Of course, his name's Lars. Of course. Lars Miting. So, it's, yeah, of course. But it, it's a fascinating book. But either way, that that's my little thing. Well, what an analogy, first and foremost. And secondly, just imagine when you just get that perfect hit and the wood just splits exactly how you envision it and it just kind of sits there for a second, like it's like thinking about it, then it just drops off the log on both left and the right side. And you're just like, the best. that's why I split logs. I mean, you're talking yeah, to, you're talking to so a Mainer true. right now. I mean, I'm, I'm from Maine. We, we've done all that stuff. I mean, we split wood every single fall, literally. But to me, yep. I, I kind of, ana- I, I have an analogy of, you know, it's like you get out on the golf course and you're crappy all day, but then like the 17th hole, you just hit that one shot and it's just... Only takes the one. And you're like, I can't wait to golf tomorrow. It's like changes That's everything. Right. <laughs> so so true. Fire Nation, I think this really filled the bill on why I like to start with this question because, you know, it just makes you think outside the box and you kind of get some really interesting answers. And of course, we're going to now turn our focus to the main topic today, which is brands. And as I told you in the intro, brand is gravity. We're going to be going through a lot of things in this genre, in this vertical, in this niche. And of course, Paul has a lot of experience here. So Paul, first and foremost, let's just start off with defining brand as you see it. 
that is the question. I think when anything, any word begins to become popular or becomes a buzzword, like that's the instant it starts to lose meaning um, just because it's being used in so many contexts. So if you're going to do anything meaningful with brand, you have to define it. So um, I really take a page from, I'm sure you've heard this definition before and probably a lot of people in Fire Nation from uh, the marketing guru, thought leader, Seth Godin, somebody I respect a lot. Um, he would say brand is a set of expectations, memories, stories, and relationships that taken together account for a consumer's decision to choose one product or service over another. I take that definition, stand on its shoulders and say, all of that to say brand is a feeling. It's not a logo. It's not a color scheme. It's not your people. Those are all expressions of your brand. But brand is a feeling. And that feeling really is a reflection of the viewer's values back at them. So that's that's kind of my starting point on any conversation with brand. Fire Nation, I really think you need to step back and think about what kind of feeling Number one, do you think your brand has? And then number two, what kind of feeling do you think your brand exudes to others, to people that are being exposed to your brand? I know back in 2012, when I came up with the Entrepreneurs on Fire brand, for me, it was all about, hey, not say anything bad about other podcasts. There were some great ones out there at the time. But one thing as a listener, I was like, man, this is great content. I just really wish it was being delivered with like excess enthusiasm and people were like having just just an overabundance of fun talking about these topics because sometimes, you know, I just wasn't getting that energy through the voice because we as humans are so unbelievably good at just translating voice tonality into what actually people are feeling. And I said, hey, with Entrepreneurs on Fire, that's, that's just going to stand for igniting, inspiring, exciting, crushing it. Like I want all these things to come out. And for some people, it's going to be over the top and it's going to be corny. And that's, and, that's, and that's not our tribe. But our tribe are people that want that nice fresh cup of Entrepreneurs on Fire coffee in the morning, so to speak, love to really start their day. And one thing that I love personally that you say, Paul, is brand beats the hacks. What do you mean by that? Brand beats the hacks. It's just something that came up. I actually made a t-shirt that says it to remind people. It's a great conversation starter. We live in a day and age where there's always a faster way. You search hacks up on YouTube and you're going to see hacks for everything from, you know, tying your shoes to cutting your lawn. And in marketing, there's this, I think, a growing addiction to the tactical nature of hacking. And what I mean is hacking the Google algorithm, hacking Instagram, hacking organic on LinkedIn. And there's always this thought that like any addiction, whether that's in, you know, brand hacking or just physical addiction, like we give it all of our time, energy and money in the hopes that it will save us from something. But those are just hacks and they don't save you from anything. So when I say develop brand beats the hacks, it's developing your brand is a long play. Developing your brand also doesn't go away fast. It takes a long time to build, but it also sustains its value. So when you build brand, it will beat an algorithm hack any day of the week, any year, um, because the hacks come and go. Google decides to change their algorithm and guess what? You have to find another hack. So that's what I mean when I say brand beats the hacks. Brand beats the hacks. And this is like another area, Fire Nation, that I'm really passionate about really being micro niche and dominating your niche. Because believe me, a lot of people say, well, I could never have a brand like this because, you know, there's Nike or there's, you know, fill in the blank, Under Armour. But the reality is, like, you can be the brand 
in the micro niche that you're passionate about. You can become the number one individual if you're willing to niche and niche down again and then niche till it hurts. And guess what? Just because you start there doesn't mean you end there. I mean, look at Nike started with like one pair of shoes that were made on a waffle iron and now look, look at what they are today. I mean, there's nothing that they don't create that you could actually quote unquote wear. So think about that Fire Nation where you can become an amazing brand even in today's market where people think it's so saturated in every way, shape, and form if you find that right micro niche to start off with and then expand from there. Now, one thing that I've definitely found, Paul, is that focusing on brand building can actually detract from sales efforts and sales content. So what exactly would you say if someone said that phrase to you? Would you backslap them in the face or would you give them a big <laughs> hug or something in the middle? Well, I think tough love is delivered best with a hug, not a backslap. So, <laughs> but you'd be thinking um, backslap. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't be thinking backslap. Yeah, that, that's just a real funny visual. So here's what I think. I think we have a finite amount of resources in life in general. This goes from personal relationships to business, finite amount of money, finite amount of intellectual property, finite amount of uh, you know, human capital, a finite amount, let's face it, of emotional energy. So whenever you decide to go one direction – you are going to detract from another direction. We make a thousand decisions like this every single day, right? Am I going to eat the donut or am I going to be in better shape, right? You can't have both. So when it comes to taking from sales activity, it does detract because you have a finite resource of your time, money, emotional energy. However, it really is the long plane saying brand building activity supercharges your sales activity because when you start trading on brand and not an offer, not a 50% off and not a, not a, like a, a FOMO, like you have to buy it right now, but you're trading on the, the fact that people actually see your organization, your product, your service as a part of who they are. Once you get there, every sales activity is much easier. You have to put less offers. I always say like, I'm a Nike guy and I'm Nike, you know, when I say the word Nike, people might have a political thought. You might have a sports team affiliation thought. For me, I connect with Just Do It. The mentality that even though I know the likelihood is I'm not going to win this match, it's worth the struggle and the effort of improving and getting better. So I see that as a reflection of my beliefs. So I become a Nike follower. I become part of Nike's tribe in that sense. And I don't buy Nikes because they sent me a coupon when I was a quote unquote in market shopper. I buy Nikes because they make me feel a certain way when I put them on. So does Nike now through their brand work, does that make their sales job easier? You bet it does. But when they were just starting out, what have I had that belief? No, it takes time to develop. So yes, brand does detract from sales. That's why you need to have the vision for what your brand should and could be. And with that feeling could and should impact the buyer, the buyer mindset and the buyer's psyche. So it does, it does take away from it, but if you're doing it right, it's in a way that supercharges it not too far down the line. So my main question from that entire rant right there is, can I eat Ben and Jerry's and still be in better shape? It depends on how you define better shape. Emotional <laughs> shape. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know I can't eat donuts supposedly, but what about Ben and Jerry's? I mean, hey, come on. Hey, Health, health is so much mental, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from sugar, Fire Nation. Stay away from sugar. So I want to kind of go back to something that you shared that I really actually did love, which was 
Start trading on brand, Fire Nation, not discounts. Start trading on brand, not discounts. And I have a couple examples here that I jotted down while you were chatting, Paul. And number one was JCPenney. I mean, they actually, randomly enough, built their brand on discounts. And then what happens? You had the CEO for Apple or really high-ranking dude from Apple come in, take over JCPenney. And he's like, we can't really make money. And you haven't been making money for a long time, JCPenney. Like you're going down the crapper right now. Um, We're going to take away all the discounts. And guess what they did? And people stopped coming because people were only going to JCPenney for discounts. So JCPenney was forced after billions of dollars of losses to fire that dude and then to go back to discounts. And now they're, of course, still struggling because their business model is just all about discounts and they can't get away from that. We're on the flip side. You think Tiffany's is like discounting 50% off? They're like perfect high cut diamond rings. Of course not. Like people go to Tiffany's because of the brand that they've built. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be the JC Penny where you just have a pile of clothes in every single corner around the store and nobody there? Or do you want to be the Tiffany's where you walk in and everybody, you know, that's there is so helpful and is giving you champagne and wants to, you know, really make your life better? Like what kind of brand do you want to be associated with? Like that higher level brands or just that discount kind of chain, you know, headed for the dumpster, so to speak. So some food for thought, Fire Nation. Paul, we're about to take a break, but before we do, do you want to kind of wrap on what I just shared and then we'll uh, take a minute and thank our sponsors? Absolutely. Um, I love the JCPenney example. I was watching that one very closely as it unraveled and I shopped at JCPenney's and the reason was because you always walk out feeling like, wow, I just got a really great deal. Really great deal. But being an Apple guy, I was like, oh, he's going to make the shopping experience better. They're getting rid of the racks. It's going to be more open. It's going to be more like, but then they took away the discounts. And guess what? I stopped going to JCPenney. Yeah. And, you know, I think JCPenney fundamentally made um, made a move from a corporate level where they didn't really understand their brand. Therefore, I, I believe it wasn't really well defined for beginning because they just literally threw it out. And they tried to really inherit the brand beliefs of someone from a different organization that was successful in a different industry. And the market reacted and saying like, no, there's no connection now. So I love that example. Cool stuff. And Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about where you need to start when building your brand. We're going to be talking about the KPIs you need to be measuring in your actual business when we get back from thanking our sponsors. Hiring can be a challenge. For starters, where do you go to find qualified candidates? And once you have a pool of candidates, how do you find the time to go through all the resumes to make sure you're hiring the right person? Well, there's one place you can go where hiring is simple and smart. That place, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Here's how it works. Once you post your job, ZipRecruiter sends it to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As the applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. 
A question I get asked often is, John, how do you run such a lean business? My answer, we keep our finger on the pulse of our business at all times. Managing the overall health of your business starts with tracking your finances. And with QuickBooks Online, you can track everything you need no matter where you are. Whether you're looking to create and send invoices on the go or want a way to easily track your mileage and scan receipts, QuickBooks Online gives you all the tools you need to track income and expenses effortlessly. Plus, being able to work in the cloud makes collaborating with your accountant or bookkeeper seamless because there's no passing files back and forth. Now, that's what I call peace of mind. It's no wonder over 5.6 million small businesses use QuickBooks Online. If you're ready to save time, money, and get organized, just visit quickbooks.com slash fire. Right now, you can save 60% or more on QuickBooks Online when you visit quickbooks.com slash fire. This special offer for Fire Nation will be available for long, so be sure to visit quickbooks.com slash fire today. So Paul, we are back and I tease Fire Nation a little bit. We're going to give them the starting points of building their brand. So why don't you take that away and fill Fire Nation in on that starting point? I've put a lot of time and energy into this. I've been in business since 2003 in, in several industries. Um, and it's the same way regardless of what industry you're in. And I finally narrowed it down to to five elements, basically, of how you would navigate through a brand. But it always starts each and every time. Where do you start? And it's honesty. So honesty with yourself about what you really want to be, what you really deliver. And you can be a little aspirational, but it can't be so aspirational that it's not realistic. Honesty and saying, like, what does the market actually want? And if you don't start there, then you're already off course because you're building on something that's not the truth. So you have to start by defining what it is that you bring to the market, what it is and how that ties in with what you actually want to do as an entrepreneur, as a person and the mark that you want to make. The next step is empathy. Now, this is another buzzword that we're hearing a lot around, but I think empathy will never go out of style because it's one of the most human uh, relationship points that we have. It's one of the most human communication points we have, and we define it this way. Strive to understand before being understood. Most companies, many, many companies and brands make the mistake of just trying so hard to be understood that they don't do the work and take the time to understand. And this is where in marketing we talk about things like persona development. And what does this person, this buyer, potential buyer actually want? And we approach it from an, I always approach it from an element of not a demographic, right? Demographic is age, financial status, marital status, but a psychographic. How does that person think and perceive? And really combining that understanding of what that person wants out of life with the honesty of who you actually are and what you can actually provide is where the power begins. Number three is attention. Attention is like, it almost feels like this is where it gets a little more superficial after we're getting like super deep with honesty and empathy. But if you think about the progression and how you would communicate someone, something to someone, number one, you have to understand who you are. Number two, you have to understand what it is that they care about, what they value, what they're afraid of, what they want to be. And then you have to do something to get their attention or you can't have this conversation. So attention is where you start to consider the channels where your personas live and the things and the type of things that they pay attention to because you have to spark a little creative attention. Let's face it, all marketing is an interruption. Everything, we're always doing something else that we wanted to do. 
when marketing strikes. It's like a shadow that's cast over everything we do now that we live on our phones and live in this digital world. So in order to not be an interruption and instead to bring value, we have to make something that gets the attention of that person. Like I have a 10 year old and an eight year old daughter. So if I see a video or something that has to do with making slime and you're not going to understand <laughs> this unless you have it, unless you have Unless you have a daughter in this age group, you don't understand. But if I see a video of someone putting together glue and laundry detergent, and I know it sounds weird, but that's going to get my attention. Why? Because my psychographic is I'm a dad. So you have to do something that gets the attention. It can be outside the box. This is where you can let, you know, flex the creative muscle. But this is where creative truly is the variable of continuing the process of honesty, empathy. Next is attention. Okay, as long as your daughters aren't actually eating that concoction afterwards, I uh, approve. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It, it, that stuff gets everywhere. Oh, it man. gets on the carpet. And it's, it's, it's what a phenomenon. Oh, man. Never, you can't make this up. All right, keep on cranking. So honesty, empathy, attention. Once you know who you are, once you understand what your target audience really desires and what they're afraid of and what they want, and once you get their attention, now it's time for a conversation. And this is the next step and the fourth step is connection. I believe that brand is based on a level of connection and you're either doing things that are moving closer to connection or deepening connection or you're doing things that detract from it, pull away from, repel. So connection is the foundational principle of human interaction and behavior. And so the fact that a brand has the ability to do all these things and make a connection, this is, you know, we call it customer loyalty, but uh, you call it. Uh, you called it a tribe, yeah. right? A tribe is connected. A tribe says our interests are aligned and we're in the same ship and it'll sink or it'll go in a float together. So that's the next step. Once you reach connection, now you really have something to, to stand on, something to build on. That's the thing that begins to supercharge your sales efforts because you've now made a connection. And last but not least. Last but definitely not least, you know, I, I've, I went back and forth whether or not this should be part of the process because at first when I, as I thought through it, like connection was the highest goal. Once you make a connection, you've made it. And I realized that no, there's a point beyond connection. And if you think of the, the sense of, you know, I was talking gravitational pull and orbit, the way things orbit around a, a mass that has gravity, care is the ongoing relationship with someone in marketing, branding, business, human relationship. Care is the constant stream of paying attention and practicing empathy and meaningful connection, and it's in perpetuity. If you're in a relationship, you understand this. If you're married, you understand this, that the second you stop cultivating the connection, the connection begins to get weaker. That's why um, I wanted to make sure there was something at the end of the process that actually keeps us engaged and gets us to go right back into the cycle again because business, customers, JCPenney will tell us this, right? <laughs> um, no, no one is truly loyal to somebody who doesn't care about them anymore. That's why we made it the last step. So Fire Nation, I want to go through these five again real quickly and kind of share with you the notes that I jotted down and what I thought were kind of the biggest takeaways. So number one is honesty. What do you actually bring to the market? You have to be able to define that. Number two is empathy. Strive to understand before being understood. I mean, that phrase is a keeper, Fire Nation. Strive to understand 
before being understood. Number three, attention. Consider the channels where your clients are living and what they actually pay attention to. Critical, critical. Four is connection. Brand is based on connection, Fire Nation. Don't forget it. You're either repelling or attracting. And by the way, repelling's okay. I actually think a lot of people need to accept repelling the wrong people. Like you need to be okay with repelling the wrong people because not everybody needs to be your client, your ideal customer in your world. Not everybody needs to love your brand. In fact, I love the saying, love me or hate me because there's no money in the middle. So in my world, (laughs) repelling is okay (laughs) as long as you're doing a significant amount of attracting at the same time. Then the last part is care, that ongoing relationship, Fire Nation, because I got another phrase for you here. Your buyers are buyers. So people who have already put their faith and trust in you and have done business with you, those are people that are going to do business with you again and again and again if you maintain care, if they know that you still matter to them. So with all this being said, Paul, how do we know if we're on the right track? As a business, you know if your brand's on track if your ultimate metric is your P&L. And I know that seems really vague at the beginning. I'll give you an example from the automotive industry. Do a lot of work in the automotive industry. And the automotive industry marketing is focused a lot on attribution metrics, which are very difficult to track, and sales and monthly incentive programs. And what I tell auto dealers is this. You need to focus on two metrics, number of cars sold and marketing cost per car sold. Those will never, ever, ever lie to you. And I'm not talking about advertising costs, what I paid in ads, because I think the more you pay in ads, that's really a tax based on how strong your brand is. You pay more ad money if your brand isn't as strong, so it's a tax. So focus on the bottom line metrics. If you're a furniture store, you want to look at marketing costs per $1,000 of inventory sold. Find a metric that can't be faked. Find a metric that can't make you feel good from an ego standpoint. Hey, we have a lot of likes or views or impressions. All of those things can be bought. What you can't buy is a bottom line. Find the lowest point on your, on your P&L that you can attribute your marketing efforts because brand, again, back to the beginning, branding efforts do detract from sales efforts. Sales efforts are a little more easily to decipher, how's this working for me? So you have to go beyond that. Total marketing spend. And then find the highest level or the lowest level on your P&L you can attribute to a metric. So on cars, I say number of cars sold and the cost of marketing per car. Two easy metrics will never lie to you. And furniture, right, or any product really, it could be cost of marketing per $1,000 sold. Find that metric in your business. It will never lie to you. Fire Nation, what are your profits and losses? Know your numbers. If you're really running a business, know your numbers. And I'm talking personally net profits because you can buy gross profits. What do you do? You just spend more money on ads and yeah, more money comes in the door, but are those ads profitable? Is there actually ROI return on investment on those ads? That Super Bowl commercial that you bought, did you actually get enough people to take action that you're actually a positive ROI on that? And the last thing we're really going to chat about today before we wrap things up, Paul, are key performance indicators. Now, you know, we've been chatting about a few of those right here. But let's get really specific about the ones that you think Fire Nation as business owners should be measuring. Here's one we didn't talk about, and and I'll bring this in because I think it's an important texture. Um, If you're a solopreneur, you don't have to worry about this as much. But the second you hire your first person, which I know a lot of people in this audience do have people working for them, um, what is your retention rate for your team? Because we didn't talk about the, the the human side of 
the benefit of brand and that's people being able to do and work for something they actually believe in. It's it's really great when this stuff has a sales result, but it's even better when it actually has a human result in your business. So um, employee retention, time to hire, which is how long does it take to hire somebody from the time you post an ad. I know that's getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but the first things that came to mind when you said KPIs. Um, on the on the sales and marketing side, I'm really going to default back to the thing I just said. Like the KPI is is net profit. <laughs> like, like you just brought that out. Like what are those bottom metrics that you can find? I can't give you an exact one unless I knew your industry, but the some examples is your marketing cost. And sometimes that's measured in hours. That's probably an important thing to say. If you don't have a big marketing budget or no one's working for you, you're definitely spending your time. And so starting to track and measure the time you spend on marketing your business will actually help you dial in the return you're getting on that time spent. Because that's opportunity cost. Like that's opportunity cost of time you could be spending doing other things that could actually be moving your business forward, making you money in different areas. Absolutely. Especially if you're like a consultant, right? Your time is your most valuable. It's like, that's what you sell. You sell time. And, and, you know, even on the family front, if you have a family, then if you're giving time to marketing, right, you're taking it from your family back to that give and take. So I think time is one that, that often gets overlooked, especially if you're a solopreneur. Um, and it's easy to discount it because, you know, people like us have that motivation where I just put my head down and I, I work until it's done. Work. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's my thoughts on the KPI. It's not, not a super clean answer, but I think it's the realest answer I can give. Yeah, and I wanted to hit back on retention rate because Fire Nation, you need to think about all of the things in your business because it does take a lot of time and energy and money to rehire and to train and all these things. And so that kind of churn needs to be addressed. Like you really need to say, okay, listen, I'm going to hire slow, but then fire fast. Like when you know it's the wrong person, get rid of them. But man, when you want to really be trying to hire the right people because of all of that retention cost that just goes out the window for what we just talked about. And Paul, we talked about a lot when it comes to brand and running a successful business. What would you say is the one key takeaway that you want to make sure Fire Nation really gets from our conversation today? I'll go back to the very, very intro. Um, the phrase brand is gravity is something we've adopted as an agency I've adopted personal personally. Key takeaway being, if you think of it alongside of the metaphor of gravity, realize that the strength of your brand will attract the right things to you. So if you're investing in brand, you're investing in making that gravitational pull stronger. Think of it in that context, and I think you'll make better decisions. And where can Fire Nation find out more about you? Give us a call to action if you have the, a place you'd like us to go to learn more. Take that home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm so passionate about this, and my agency works with a lot of large clients and national clients. Um, but being an entrepreneur and coming from like just being in a van by myself, like I wanted to find a way that I could spread this message and empower more like just because you have a small business doesn't mean you have to have a small brand. So um, we have a website called brandisgravity.com, brandisgravity.com, where we have some tools that are actually usable. I I see a lot of stuff and it's always 30,000 feet and that's great. I love reading Seth Godin, but I wanted to make something that as a small business owner, as an executive of a company, as a marketing manager, I could keep on my desk to keep me on target and run not just marketing decisions through, but product decisions, operational decisions, recruiting decisions through. So brandisgravity.com is kind of the culmination of walking people through this process to make the world better through better branding. 
Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with PJD and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com, and if you just type Paul in the search bar, the show notes page is going to come up for today's episode with all the links, everything that we talked about, all the resources. And Paul, one more time, give us that call to action for the URL we can go directly to to learn more about you and your business, and then we'll say goodbye. Brandisgravity.com. I just we wanted to really serve your audience because we love it and it means a lot to us. So we have a hefty, hefty promo code for for the EOF audience. Um, it actually is EOF. So if you go to brandisgravity.com, use the promo code EOF, um, you get half off. Wow. So just hefty, just because I believe in your message. I believe in this audience. And uh, frankly, I want more people in this tribe so we can encourage one another. Fire Nation, you got to take advantage of opportunities like this because Paul's a real deal. That's why he's on Entrepreneurs on Fire, dropping the value, making things happen. So definitely go check it out. Use the promo code EOF, make, th- make things happen. See if this is for you. If it is, you're off to the races. If it's not, guess what? No harm, no foul. So Paul, thank you for sharing these value bombs today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for having me. Talk to you all soon. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you today by Paul. So if you've had your big idea, well, then you're ready to ignite. But if you haven't, guess what? I have a completely free training that's going to get you to your big idea. And I'm talking less than an hour, Fire Nation, under 60 minutes. So visit your big idea.io today, not tomorrow, today, and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Save time, money, and get organized with QuickBooks Online. Right now, you can save 60% or more on QuickBooks Online when you visit quickbooks.com slash fire. This special offer for Fire Nation won't be available for long, so be sure to visit quickbooks.com slash fire today. Hiring can be a challenge, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple and smart. That place, Zip Recruiter, where you can go to connect with qualified candidates. And right now you can try Zip Recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire.